Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, Cell. Man, it has been a minute. And um, it's been a minute for a lot of reasons. Um, the title of of, uh, of this of this live for my two cents of faith is I Need Answers. And, um, you know, I was, you know, I, I haven't done a podcast in a while. Like I tell people all the time, you know, it has to be real. And it has to be from the heart, and it has to be something that God wants me to do. And it was in one of those situations where, where you know, I had to just take a step back and just reevaluate things. And I thought about like, well, maybe it's because you know I'm having, I'm, uh, I got a lot of stuff going on, you know, behind the scenes in my personal life. There's some things I'm working on. Um, that that um, I'll discuss when it's time to discuss those things, but it was one of those deals like you know you see <laughs> you see on YouTube and on Facebook you see the you know the animals or people and they got the glass door and the people at the house got the glass door and they close the door and the animal or the person runs to it and like oh that's what was happening to me um, every time I got ready to do the next series that I had planned to do for my podcast whenever I got a chance to like hey i'm gonna sit down and do my podcast you know it was that it was that shield it was that shield they like man i couldn't break it you know like man what is going on and so i spent a lot of time uh with god and praying with god and and you know and during that time too you know i turned 40 and all my life um i grew up in the church all 40 years of my life has always been a part of my life, even if I wasn't fully participating or or fully engaged. I was always involved in some church or some ministry at some level my whole life. And and uh, I still, you know, you know, I have questions because I'm like, OK, I'm looking at all these things. And, and now that social media, you know, puts everything out there so you get to see a lot of stuff and you know for i've always struggled with going to church on sundays i never struggled with going to bible study or prayer service or something like that the only time i, I struggled with going to a bible study or a prayer service was just just straight up fatigue or just couldn't go um but i always struggled with going to church on sundays always ever since i was a kid i mean you know, my sisters would tell you, my dad would tell you, my mom would tell you, I always struggled with going to church on Sunday mornings. And all my life, I've questioned that. And I'm like, man, you know, why am I questioning that? And in the last couple of um, podcasts I did, you know, God starts to, started to reveal those answers to me as to why, you know, I have these questions and that's because, you know, I grew up and I was taught, I grew up in a church and was, and I was taught the word very well as a child and as a, and, a, and, and, a, and it's becoming a young man. So, uh, it had nothing to do with, with where I came from and, you know, the knowledge that I got is, being is going out and 
being able to experience how church was done on different levels, how church has been done on different levels. And um, the questions I have is because we're all supposed to be, you know, as Christians, we're all supposed to have faith. We also, we all, we always have to believe in God. And I have these questions about church and Sunday services and church buildings. And, you know, it really, it really bothers me and really gets under my skin um, to see these storefront churches and see people paying, paying rent to, to praise God and, and, and having a mortgage to pay, to have a building to worship and praise God. I always had issues with that. I always had questions like, why is that? Um, and the reason I had questions with that is because all through the Bible, even when Jesus, doing Jesus' ministry, you know, there was never, and I'm not knocking, and I'm not knocking, you know, churches that take up offering, things of that sort, and, and, and like that. But, you know, I have yet to read, even when Jesus was doing his ministry, when he was walking, to Jesus go, hey, you know, let's take a collection so I can, so we can do this ministry, so I can preach to you. Um, I never saw that. I never read that. And I think about, um, and this morning, you know, when I was, you know, thinking and talking to God and God was saying like, it's, it's time, you know, let's get back into this podcast. And he, um, and he gave me, uh, Joshua chapter one, the uh, the whole chapter. And he's like, this might answer your questions a little bit. And so I'm going to read it because, you know, the chapter, uh, Joshua chapter one is not uh, a long chapter at all. So I'm going to just read the whole thing. What's up, everybody that's watching? How's it going? Thanks for watching. Um, and you guys who's listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. Let me get into this real quick. Um, I've been trying to do 10 minutes, but since I haven't done a podcast in a while and I got some catching up to do, and I just want to get this point across, so I'm going to just take my time with this. Um, Joshua chapter 1 says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you, all these people, sorry, now then you and all these people, Get ready to cross the Jordan River onto the land I am about to give to them, the Israelites. Um, what God was doing was telling Joshua, it's like, okay, now it's your turn. Now it's your time to step up. You know, Moses did what he needed to do. Um, he's gone. Now it's your turn. Just this part right here in general, how I also have questions when, when it comes to church, because there's a lot of churches out there that, you know, make you go through all these steps and make you take all these classes, and I get it, and before they point you to some part of leadership in their church, and, and I'm reading this, and, you know, God appointed Joshua to do this, not, you know, anybody that, you know, you know, God appointed him. It wasn't nobody saying, hey, you know, let's take a vote and see. 
let's take a vote and see. Let's have them go through all these classes, and then you can do this. So God said, no, you are the one I want to use, and you are going to be the one that's going to step up and do my next mission, what I have for you. So, you know, God appointed Joshua to do this next task. Uh, let me let me read further. Um, and another thing was, the task was to uh, give, to go on the other side of the river and take that land. God's like, this is, this is some land that I want my people to have. I want you guys to go get it. And when I think about that, you know, part of the struggle is, you know, when I see churches, when I see, I'm just saying, when I see mega churches and I see people who are, you know, have churches with million, multi-millionaires and billionaires in their church, and on top of that, you know, I see, you know, there's people that have, that, that have real estate agents in their church, and they're, they're written. I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't get, I mean, I'm just being real. I don't get that. I don't get it. If you have a real estate agent or you have billionaires or multi-millionaires in your church, and you're renting out a building, and you have a mortgage on a building, something's, something's wrong with that picture. Uh, let me keep reading. <laughs> So your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon, Lebanon and from the Great River, Euphrates. All the, and I hate my Old Testament, these words are so hard to pronounce. All the Hittite country to the Great Sea on the west. No one would be able to stand against, stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers and give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Uh, let me stop a minute there. Um, and one of the things too that, that God kept telling, kept telling Joshua, he's like, man, you gotta be strong and you gotta be courageous. And you just, you gotta, it's like, let me just, let me, you gotta be strong and be cor courageous and, and obey the laws that I have left for, for, uh, that Moses had left for you. God is saying, you know, you got to be strong and courageous because it ain't going to be easy. <laughs> it ain't going to be easy. You know, you know, y'all just not going to go over there and just take it. It's going to, you know, it's going to be some fight. You know, it's going to take some, it's going to take some bold and encouraging people say, Hey, this is, this is our land. And God told us it's our land. We come, we came get it. Oh, let me finish. So do not let this book of law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Um, God also talks about 
told Joshua, like, if you do this, you're going to be, you're going to be prosperous. You're going to be successful. Um, a lot of people, and I've done past podcasts on, you know, talking about being successful. And in our eyes, you know, being successful is, you know, having a lot of money, having big houses and stuff like that. And God is saying to Joshua, like, no. What's up, Keith? <laughs> How's it going, man? God is saying no. That's not that's not how I view success. How I view success and how I prosper you and how you're gonna grow is listening to me and obeying my laws. And um, is it? Let me finish reading more. It says, um, "Let me read verse nine again." I have not commanded you be strong and be courageous. There it is again. Be strong and be courageous. Be courageous. Do not be terrified. He's saying, God is telling him, like, don't be scared. Don't be scared, Joshua. Don't be scared. Don't have your people be scared. You know, don't be terrified. Do not get discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers and the people to go to the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go and take possession of the land of the of the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Uh, I'm gonna stop right there. I know I said I was gonna read the whole thing, but I'm gonna stop right there. Um, so God, you know, gave Joshua instructions, and he was very clear about his instructions. And you know, sometimes we as Christians. We get, and, and I've been a victim of it too, we get caught up and, and we get discouraged and we get uh, terrified because of the unknown or because this obstacle might seem too big. And, you know, when you think about it, when God, you know, is telling him like, hey man, I want you to cross over here to this river and I want you to take this land. This land I, I have designated for you and the Israelites. So I want you to go over there. I want you to get it. And, you know, that's got to be, you know, as, as sometimes as as Christians, we, we lose our faith and we get discouraged. Like, how am I, are you serious? How am I supposed to go over there and, and, um, and we just going to go over there and just take that land? And God was like, yeah. It's like, you know, he's like, you know, he told them more than once. Be, be brave, be strong, and be courageous. Be courageous. And don't be discouraged. Don't be terrified. You know, I got you. You know, as long as you following me, I got you. And and uh, we lose, so many times we lose faith. And we lose, um, we lose our courage and our strength because we're too worried about the the outcome or or how we're going to get there and God was like man I got you you know just do what I need just do what I'm telling you to do and that's why I have so many questions and want so many answers because when when it comes to church and because the church that God envisioned me had you know always since a kid the church that God has given me the vision of what church looks like that's not what it looks like today. And a lot of people might get mad and like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, sell, you know, you know, 
if you ever, let me say this in closing. One thing that Jesus always did during his ministry is when he went into towns and he went, he never worried about anything. Somebody heard Jesus was coming. Like, oh, Jesus is coming? Who, who Jesus stand with? You know, who, who, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't an issue. You know, there was always a place for him to lay his head and for his, the, his disciples to lay his head. And, and God, Jesus never worried about nothing. When he, when he went and did his ministry and he talked to people, there was always somebody like, Hey, you know, Jesus, you, we got a spot for you. We heard you was coming through, you know, you come chill over here. We got you. Don't have to worry about no fool. You and your boys, y'all good. We got you. And Jesus would spend time with people. He would be in the midst of the people of the town he was in. He was hanging out with the people. He was, you know, spending time getting to know them, trying to, you know, you know, he was getting to know them. He was getting familiar with them. They was getting familiar with Jesus. And then, you know, I think about it. I think about this, um, playing sports, you know, in high school and everything. And I think about, and God, you know, you know, displayed this to me in a way I can relate to it. And God was like, think about uh, those times when you played football and you wrestled and everything and you, or you played basketball. Think about those times when homecoming came around. And uh, I was like, okay, Lord. You know, like, think about those times. Like those times, you know, nobody sees the work that you guys were putting in during the week, the practices and stuff. But when that home time, when that homecoming time comes, that home, that homecoming weekend comes, and the prep rally comes, everybody's hyping the team up. Everybody's hyped up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. You know, it's homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a big celebration. You know, you had you had a prep rally, and you know, God was like, "That's how church should be." I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, you guys put in the work during the week, like. You don't stop. You just don't go out and go to work on Sunday. You know, after Sunday, just go to work and just forget about me. No, put in the work, you know, call up your, call up the, you know, that's the thing I have, you know, questions about, you know, you know, after church on Sunday, half the time, you don't see these people. You don't see them. And then if you do see them, they got, they act like they don't know you. And God was like, no, nah, man, no, nah, no, nah. you know, doing, you know, when, when we're, you know, back to the sports thing, you know, when we're going to practice, we, we see these people every day at school. They might not like us, they, <laughs> but when it's, con when it's time to come together for that pep rally and that, that homecoming game, we all family. And that's how it should be. And that's how God was telling me, he's like, that's how church should be. You know, during the week, y'all still doing stuff to encourage and sharpen each other. You're still, you, the practice is the Bible studies, the prayer services, you know. And then on Sunday, y'all come and y'all, you know, Sunday is supposed to be the day of rest. You know, you know, technically, if you really look at it, technically, Saturday is supposed to be the day of rest. Anyway, that day of rest that the church has put aside to have church services, which is mainly on Sundays. You know, nowadays, you know, people have services on Sunday. But anyway, let me get back to it um, as I close, get ready to close. But the whole thing that God was showing me, he's like, that's how church should be. You guys should be doing stuff with each other during the week. And, you know, 
nobody's perfect. Like, y'all go, you know, do y'all, do what y'all do, because y'all have free will. Y'all go, you know, mess up. Y'all go, you know, mess around people you ain't got to mess with, been messing around with. You're going to do things you ain't got no business doing. But, you know, just like family, you know, family, like, no matter what, that person, no matter what your family do, you still got their back. And, you know, as far as answers, that's where I'm like, okay, so... Why are we not, you know, hanging out and doing stuff during the week? You know, people like, oh, you know, oh, man, you know, going to church on Sunday, you can come with me and blah, 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 blah. Like, where was you at during the week? You know, why you call, like, let's go do lunch or let's go, you know, after you get off work, let's, you know, go get a cup of coffee or something like that. Uh, But, yeah, my point is, is that what God revealed to me is that the way church has been done has been wrong. And some people might take offense of it. So what? I mean, that's, you know, I can't, you know, there's too many, there's too many people with the same questions and answers as me that are not in church, that never been in church, that don't want to step foot in church because of these things. So they're looking at this like, oh, you know, all these people like, you know, all these people you know, coming to this church, this church is a big mega church, and, and, you know, what's going on here, what's up with this picture, you know, we're struggling, you know, why is everybody over here eating good, and then everybody over here isn't, you know, something's wrong with that, and goes back to Joshua, and how God commanded Joshua to go take over the land, let me get back to that, you know, Churches shouldn't be, should not have mortgages. Church buildings that you put aside, buildings you put aside for worship, to worship God, should not have mortgages on it. You should not be paying rent. You should not be renting out a building. You should not be, and you know, I'm not, let's say again, I'm not bashing pastors and churches that do it. I'm just saying it's not right, you know. Nobody's nobody's church should be in debt. Nobody's church should the church not let me rephrase that. The church building and the people of the church should not have to worry about anything. You know, when Jesus when God was talking to Joshua, he's like, Man, you know, this is the land that I gave you guys when Moses is in charge. I want you to leave. I want you to get some people together and go over here across the river and take that land too. Now, when you get that land, you come back and you come and you come back and you occupy the land I already gave to you. And that's how it should be done. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's part of some of the questions that I have. You know, that's how it should be done. You know, um, the church I grew up in, I've never heard anything, and this was a small church, you know, you know, you know, it was on a regular attendance, probably 20, 30 people on a regular attendance on Sundays, and there'd be times where there was a lot less, you know, on a good Sunday, you know, if there was a hundred or more, that was a, you know, a really good Sunday, um, but, during my 21 years growing up in Gary, Indiana, going to Wildwood Church of Christ, I have never heard or seen anything about having to worry about a building or having to pay off the building or having to, there, there wasn't a worry. And this was a small church, a 
small church with small members, but everybody put their resources together. I remember when I first, you know, as a kid, you know, it was just one building. And, you know, when I got older, when I got a little bit older, I was still a kid, they put a new addition on it. And, you know, I watched that as a kid. I watched men and women of God put their resources together to make sure that there was a place of worship. There was a there was a safe place. And there was never, I never, even when I got old enough, when I started, you know, you know, being a part of the leadership and and helping count the money that was collected, it still never was where a situation where, you know, there was words like, oh, we got to collect this because we got to pay these bills. Everything was always taken care of. I don't know how many Saturdays or how many Sundays I spent with my dad and the men of church. If something broke, it wasn't a, oh, well, we got to go to the building fund and, and, um, see how much money we got so we can go purchase and fix it. No, it was like, hey, you know, a light went out or something broke. Like, the man was like, hey, you know, we getting together on Saturday, we're going to fix it. Or if it was serious enough where it needed to be fixed right away, like, hey, you know, what's your schedule like? What's your schedule? Okay, we're going to get together, we're going to fix this. And if, you know, if you can make it, fine. If not, you know, it's still going to get taken care of. And... And as, as my experience in growing up and becoming a man and spending this next 20 after I turned 21, spending this next 19 years being a part of different churches, being a part of different ministries, there's only been a few ministries and churches that I've been a part of where the structure was like that. Um, and that's sad. It shouldn't be like that. You know, you should always be able to, if, if something, a church, and I don't, I don't believe a church should have a building fund. I believe in putting your resources together. For example, like if you want to bring in a pastor, I'll use, um, I'll use, I'll use Denver since I'm out here. I'll use the historical churches in Denver, and I'm talking about downtown area where I spent the first three years of my ministry as a youth minister in the five points, and it's changed now. But those there are some historical churches in those neighborhoods in the five points, Whittier, Curtis. There are some historical churches that were planted, and they were right in the neighborhood. And exactly, exactly, Keith, you're right on. But, uh, in this historical neighborhood, you know, I would walk around, you know, if I had free time, I, I, I always sat outside the church. And the church that I was a part of was one of those historical churches. And it was right in the neighborhood. And, you know, I started to dig and I started to read on how these churches, how these churches were built and why they were built. And a lot of these churches were built on the resources and the people in the community, by the people in the community. And there was a house built right next to the house. I found out that most of the houses, if you see in historical Denver, you see one of the, you see the churches and there's a house next to it. The church owned that house. It wasn't rented. It wasn't paid for. You know what I mean? It was paid for. It wasn't rented out. You know, it was owned. 
And like the church that I used to serve, the first three years I served in youth ministry, I did research on it, and and they, you know, they built the church from scratch with their own resources, and they built a house for the for the pastor and his family, so he wouldn't have to worry about anything. You know, he was set, and also everybody else around in the community. Like I say, they helped build the church. So everybody around, all the houses around there, it was people, they, you know, they, they owned it. They, it was all within the church. Everybody, you know, and if people were struggling, you know, you know, everybody helped each other out is what I'm saying. And, you know, like I say, again, I'm not bashing people who, um, who rent, who rent out buildings who have mortgages on their church. I'm just saying it shouldn't have to be that way. Um, I know um, God's working within me, you know, you know, I've had a business and I'm starting to try to get my business back and running. And God told me, like, if I give you the resources to get your business back up and running, the first million you make, I want you to buy land and give it to the, give it to a church. I was like, wow, okay. And that's how it should be. You know, if you got money, you know, God told them, told Joshua to go get the people together and go take the land. The land is yours. And, you know, I get confused with that, and I have questions with that. Like, why aren't we as Christians going, you know, there's a ton of Christian real estate agents, a ton of them. Like, why aren't we going back and taking the land and, and, and using it and sometimes you know nowadays you know people like hey well, well why the church got to have all this land and blah 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 and you know that's just wrong like no god you know is commanding us to go take land and you know it shouldn't be we shouldn't be as christians we shouldn't be struggling um and like god told joshua if you do these things you will be you will be prosperous and you will be successful and we have to get back to that, including myself. You know, you know, there, you know, I spent, I spent a time where I was just doing what other people wanted me to do or what I thought was right instead of doing what God instructed me to do. Uh, so, you know, I spent about 30 minutes. Uh, this your boy said, I'm going to just leave it at that. You know, I have, you know, answers <laughs> every these are things that you know non-christians when i sit with non-christians they ask the same thing like you know i don't want to you know i have issues with church because you know i see all this and then you know but yeah this is your boy cell um give you an explanation why i haven't done any podcasts in a while and also um i will be you know starting to go into uh, my next series that I put off for a few months. But yeah, this is your boy Sale. Thanks for watching. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out if I, if, with the with the whole Facebook Live, but you know, everybody has been following me and watching and been listening. You know, all my podcasts is on Anchor FM. Uh, this is your boy Sale. You know, have a good weekend. God bless.